Welcome back to One on One. I'm Kelly Bright, of course, alongside Brian Braybax. And today we have the absolute pleasure of having Joe DeSena on to talk about his latest book, 10 Rules for Resilience, Mental Toughness for Families. Now, Joe is a Queens, New York native and also the founder and CEO of Spartan Races, which are these insane, crazy, mentally and physically taxing competitions. Since 2010, Spartan Races have held over 250 events across 40 countries on six different continents. It's now a 10 million plus wide community and prides itself in helping people overcome obstacles and becoming unbreakable. Joe, we are so glad you took the time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to us here um, one-on-one. And before we start talking about, about your book, I have to ask you a question because I've been following you for a long time, my family, big Spartan fans. And one time I read a story about you and your son that to this day, my dad keeps threatening uh, to make me do. And that's when, and that is that when your son was five years old, correct me if I'm wrong, but you made him swim a mile in a life vest. Swim a mile. Are you not a swimmer? I'm not a swimmer. I, I'm not a swimmer. I, I never have been, but my dad, he always threatens me with stuff like that. I am. Um, I had Charlie, my second son, um, swim a mile and we were about three quarters of a mile, maybe, maybe a little more through the, the it was on a, in a lake and the sun was going down and a woman saw us and paddled out motherly instinct and started to fight on getting him in the boat and getting him on shore and he shouldn't be doing this and she had been watching from the shore and I said Charlie come on because I I didn't want to be like fighting with this woman in the water while he's trying to swim anyway we um we got it I said Charlie we're a quarter mile from greatness we got to get this done and Charlie got it done he's a better he's a better boy for it Charlie Charlie two years later ran the New York Marathon um so it's seven seven his brother at eight ran a a 50k on the boston marathon their sister ran uh spartan beast in indonesia and the little little eight-year-old hasn't done uh, anything big yet so (laughs) yet yet i'm sure i'm sure he will though i mean when i was i'm 22 and the most i've run is maybe a 10k so respect you it's clearly clearly you know what you're doing as a parent and so uh, we're here to talk about this new book, 10 Rules for Resilience. And I'm going to start by just off the bat, what does resilience mean to you? And you, in the book, you use this term true, true resilience. What does that mean? Yeah. So for me, it's that ability, uh, not only to stand and, you know, take the punches, right. But it's the ability to bounce back. And, but it's also the ability to pivot when you have to pivot because, um, the environment's giving you information and you might have to make a left or make a right. And a lot of people just get stuck in their ways and, and they're not adaptable and they don't bounce back and they break. A lot of people break. I, I mean, nobody knows. I've, I've had 10 million people come through a Spartan race somewhere in the world, 45 countries. And so, um, oh my God, I've seen a lot of people quit. I've seen a lot of grandmothers die the day before the race is about to happen. And, um, and yeah, so it's that, it's that ability. Think about the heroes in books we read and movies we watch that um, male or female that just stand up and get it done, right? Against all odds, everything's going wrong in the movie, everything's going wrong in the book, but they just stick to their principles, they stick to their standards and they get it done. Those are, those are people we wanna be. And, and that's a resilient person. Joe, the book focuses a lot about parenting and what, parents can offer to their kids and you yourself 
as we mentioned, our parent as well. So did you feel more compelled to write this book and offer your insights on resiliency, given that you are a parent, in fact? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, my family and I have lived around the world, and everywhere we lived, um, families from the neighborhood would start showing up at our house at 5.30 in the morning because they saw us working out, and they saw us doing crazy things, and they saw me forcing the kids, and my wife forcing the kids to eat healthy, and they wanted to be a part of it. And I just thought, we need to share this, this idea with the world. It's not... It's not rocket science. It's just choosing the hard way. It's just doing stuff that's a little more challenging, getting out of your comfort zone. Because remember, you're trying to develop a muscle for that child, boy or girl, uh, that they could use later in life when you're not around. At some point, they're going to be on their own. You don't want them living in the basement forever. So to get them out um, and, and get them thriving, you've got to practice what they're going to be doing on their own. And there was no better time, I thought, for the book because our kids are becoming softer and softer. And um, a publisher heard that we wrote it and said, oh my God, this is perfect. Did you write it because of COVID? And I said, no, actually, we wrote it because the world needs it. And they just thought it was perfect coming out of COVID. So here we are, 10 Rules for Resilience. Now, I, I don't want to make you give away all your secrets from the book, but I know a big part of the reason you mentioned that that parents and kids are keeping, are limiting themselves is this idea of fear. And I know your book talks a lot about how, you know, using that fear to your advantage. So how, how do we turn something like fear into a positive, into a blessing in our lives? Well, most of the things we fear are ridiculous, right? Like in the old days, if you feared a, a lion or a tiger or whatever it might be, that made sense. But we've got legacy hardware and software in our biology that um, it's not tuned up for this new world we live in. So We've got all these fears uh, because of this information we're getting on social media, whatever it may be, and it's not warranted. Um, and instead, uh, if we did the math and we looked at like, what's the real risk? What's the real risk to Charlie swimming the last quarter mile with a life jacket on and his dad? Pretty, pretty minimal. What's the real risk uh, to knocking out a marathon? We weren't setting any records at seven or eight years old. We're just getting 26.2 miles. Oh my God, that's bad for the kid. Well, let me tell you something. I mean, years ago, people used to cross the entire country on horse and carriage up and over the Rocky Mountains with their families, right? Grandma would die along the way. Your wife would give birth. Like, it's not that big a deal. We're in New York City. There's Haagen-Dazs on the corner. We just got to make it, we got to make it a few blocks to the finish line. So like these fears are unwarranted. And if you can be logical about it and then use the fear for fuel. I'm afraid of sharks. It makes no sense, but I'm afraid of sharks because of Jaws. When I was a kid, I saw the movie Jaws. <laughs> got scared. I started standing on a chair when I took a shower because anyway, I, um, I go on this run 21 years ago and I get to the end of the run and I'm supposed to swim across the bay, but I see a bunch of seals in the water in Nantucket. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm afraid of, I'm not swimming. And I turned the fear into fuel and I said, because I'm afraid, I'm doing it. And that's what I do now. And I swam across and I get to the other side and I meet this girl. Turns out she's my future wife. So like, turn your fear into fuel and good things might happen, right? Oh, yeah. So the fo focus a lot on the parenting aspect and how you can teach your kids that. But there's definitely, I feel there could be challenges along the way. So what challenges do you see for parents trying to teach resiliency? And what advice do you have for any who are experiencing challenges in that regard? The biggest challenges parents are going to face are their, their own egos. 
So uh, your neighbors are going to think you're weird. You're not going to win a popularity contest. Look, if I wasn't home, I haven't been home. I'm, I've been filming this TV show for like 20 days. I haven't been home. Okay. I, and my kids are happy. I'm not home because when I'm home, it's on. Right. And, and so I have to wrestle with that because I'm not the most popular person in our house. I'd be a lot more popular if every day I showed up with popcorn and candy and it was a party and I wasn't waking them up, right? I'd be pop more popular. So that's a challenge. I'm certainly not popular with all the neighbors. They think I'm nuts, whether Charlie's swimming across the lake or whatever we're doing. Um, so as long as you can get over that and say, this is not about me winning a popularity contest. This is about my kids, our kids being healthier, ultimately happier and being able to survive and thrive on their own. So you just got to get over it. You got to look in the mirror and say, why, why am I doing this? I'm doing this for them, not for me. Now, as, I, as I'm hearing you speak, Joe, we're, we're talking to Joe DeSena here, uh, CEO and founder of Spartan Racing. And I, you were a kid once, you had your own parents, you had your own father. And I, I know you talk about him a lot in, in other interviews you've done. How much did your dad being an entrepreneur, being a hard worker, how much of an influence did he have on you as a kid? And how much do you see his parenting style come out into your own? You guys wouldn't know this, but um, people used to wax their cars. You go to a store and buy wax and you would wax it like, like, I don't know if you ever saw the karate kid wax on, and it would take like hours. And my father would say, go wax the car. And I'd go outside and I'd wax the car and it was hot out, right? And I'd get the car done and I'd come back inside and he'd say, um, go wax it again. It needs three coats. And it would be like nine hours of waxing the car or, or we got to, whatever it was he gave me was like ridiculous. Like we got to move all that sand to the backyard. And then you get in the backyard. Oh, I made a mistake. We got to move it back to where it was. Right. And so I saw that I lived it. One night I spent the entire night moving brick because I wanted Sunday off. I just wanted one day off. I wanted to sleep. And so the whole night, I moved Rick Saturday night, me and my cousin. I was so tired that when I went into the kitchen after we finished to go get like a, a glass of water or orange juice or whatever, I used to drink orange juice at the time, I fell asleep on the tile floor. I just passed out, right? Fell asleep. He wakes me up at 5 a.m. Sunday morning, three hours later, and says, I see you moved all the brick. Now we can get more done today. <laughs> it just never ended. And, um, at the time, you wanted to kill him. But when I look back, it gave me tremendous work ethic. And, you know, you're a product of your environment. So we need to create environments as parents that um, aren't soft and lazy and complacent. We got to create environments that are like, just get after it. Environments. So going off of that and your experiences with your childhood and your entire life, would you agree that resiliency is something you have to learn over time and it's not something you're just born with? Oh, you're born with it. I mean, think about a small child in a crib that just kicks and screams or comes out of a birthing canal, right? Like a, a child is pretty damn resilient, pretty tough. Um, and, and then we learn helplessness. Then we coddle it. We buy it little pajamas. We don't let, oh my God, the baby can't do this, can't eat that, can't like, that's the problem. Um, so we learn helplessness and, and we got to we got to dig down deep and go back to our roots and, and find that resilience that lives uh, beneath the surface. 
Oh, definitely. And, and speaking of resilience, it takes a whole lot of that to get through one of your Spartan races. And now we're almost out of time. So I, I do want to make sure we ask you a little bit about that because I think it's just one of the most fascinating sports that, that they're in the world, truly. So what goes into, a lot of people think it takes, no offense, but it takes like a sociopath to come up with some of these race, these races and obstacles. What goes into creating one of your races? Well, we got a tremendous team around the world. And um, in the early days, we had some ideas, but then the teams um, invented obstacles and now it's pretty standardized. Um, it, take, it, it is a monumental effort to actually get a, a, um, a race built. We've got an event, you're in the Bronx. We've got an event, I think November 20-ish in City Field, um, which is close enough to the Bronx. And so I want you and your audience, uh, it's on me, no, no, no charge. Um, you guys round up, get a little Excel spreadsheet going of whoever in your audience wants to go. And um, City Field is easy. It's not like hardcore. Hardcore would be up in the mountains somewhere. And I want you to take a team and, um, and then get it done. And then you guys uh, and your audience tell me what you think. But guarantee it'll change everybody's life. Uh, you'll be happier for it. If you do it, I won't call your father and tell him he's going to be a while. So it's up to you. Um, so, so my brother actually competes in your Spartan events, and he's been, like, begging me to do it. And you know what? November 20th might just have to be the first one. There's no might. There's no, you, you have to it will. It will. Commitment publicly right now. You just say, I'm doing it. And then you'd be a fraud if you don't show up. Say you're doing it <laughs> field. And, um, and that's it. We'll get it done. But, but bring, a, bring a whole crew. I'll bring a crew. I, I, play, I play on the softball team here, so maybe I'll get the whole team in. Get the whole team in, and we could set up um, a podcast at the race. This, you know what? It sounds like a plan to me. Brian, you're also in this. Don't think you're getting out of this. Just because I'm in this. <laughs> I didn't say anything about getting out of it. <laughs> Brian's in. Brian's walking from his house to City Field and then competing. Ooh, I don't know about that. But... Come on. you got to be resilient. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, I know you're super busy. We want to make sure you have time to get to your next interview. But thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. Again, Joe's new book, 10 Rules for Resilience, Mental Toughness for Families, is out now. Go out there and read it. He's obviously learned from experience, has a lot of good things to say out there. Joe, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. I'll see you in City Field. Oh, yeah, November 20th. November 20th. Send me an email. Let's figure it out. See you guys.